still alive, but oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Hello. We are probability of demise. Mostly uh, of demise. demise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Extra um, high probability of demise. Ooh. Hey. Oh, I... Who's got us running in the background? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Oopsie>. us. <laughs> I that, passed us. That was, <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> I was checking captions and I didn't realize I had us unmuted. So that's, that's solid. Um, hey, wah, welcome wah, wah. to the stream. <laughs> Gather around, adventurers. I am Rurik. I get to be your guide through the mystical realms of probability of demise. As we embark on this remarkable journey, allow me to introduce the most important people of all. Do, 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 do. That button. That oh. button. <laughs> Other order. Wow. It is a day. It we have, day. starting from left to right, Jess. Playing Tanzanite, That's a rock, me. a rock amongst everything. So, what are you rocking today, oh Tanzanite? Um, today I'm rocking that girls can do anything, because awesome. I, not just me, but me and my boyfriend got a new bed frame and put the bed frame together. But I took charge ish. Because I said I wanted to. <laughs> that that was a roller coaster there. <laughs> I don't want to be like I did it because I I had help. Right. He helped me, but I was you I like putting things together. So I was like, you were able to surpass any sort of IKEA instructions into success. Yeah. Hey Jess, would it be inappropriate to ask what happened to the old bed frame? Uh, it didn't have good <laughs> underbed storage. <laughs> <laughs> storage, likely story, structural likely storage. Story. <laughs> like I could, I have too much stuff, and I have to put stuff under the bed, and it didn't have space for that because it had drawers for like clothes. Okay, I always um, kind of wanted one of those, like the big drawer under the bed thing. It was great. I we just, went for I we went like, for adjustable frames instead, so now we can't have that. But y'all have a good bed. You all have a fancy bed. I it's not my style of bed, but it's a fancy bed. <laughs> Rick likes to sleep on a rock, a floor. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you're not exactly right. But you're not wrong. <laughs> and in the middle, Jason plays as Asher Lake. How's the ash fallen, Jason? How's the ash fallen? Uh, slowly <laughs> and floating with a westerly breeze. I don't know. It's a smoky day here, so that's why I'm being a little bit ridiculous over here. Hey, you tell me. It's not smoky in New York today. Oh, yeah. We traded. It's back on the West Coast where it belongs. <laughs> that nice orange tint to the sky. Bring it back. And finally, Larissa as Trixie. Yay. What's up, Trix? What's up? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! I I'm not asking ever again. We're done now. Oh, well, together, <laughs> but a good company nonetheless. These three extraordinary storytellers are weaving in a captivating cap tapestry of adventure within Atland, an enchanting world molded by our imaginations. 
the remnants of some pathetic science and some thickening tendrils of magic. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you. Uh, do we have any announcements? Uh, if you are in the New York City area and you are interested in singing with the Nation's First LGBTQ Chorus, uh, you should go to stonewallcoral.org and click on the button that says Audition. Um, we are, as a, a gala chorus, we uh, welcome everyone. We sing a, a variety of music, including classical, contemporary, um, pop music. The upcoming season has not specifically been announced, but since I, uh, uh, I am in the know, I can give you a sneak peek. Um, this season we will be singing uh, the, the December concert will be Gay Days or uh, Make the Holidays Gay um, with a bunch of seasonal music that's less uh, holiday and more like actual about the season winter. Um, and in March we will be doing a piece uh, let me actually skip to Pride and then I will pull up what we're doing in March because I can't remember <laughs> what the piece is called, but I don't want to get it wrong. So it's not um, just the plot of our story that we're telling together, but it's just yeah, um, <laughs> everything you're passionate about. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the Pride concert is um, Gay Days with Stonewall, Beloved Disney Tunes. And the March concert is Here I Am, I Am Here, which will be the New York premiere of Andrea Clearfield's work based on open letters from a mother to her transgender son and a, a survivor of conversion therapy to their younger self. Ooh. Yes. So the March concert is going to be good. Uh, Pride's concert is going to be fun. Um, yeah. So if you're interested, please uh, visit stonewallcoral.org and click on the audition button and uh, you will be directed to our, our artistic director uh, who will conduct an audition. And then, yeah. Come be um, one of us. <laughs> join the dark side. We Wait. sometimes have cookies. No. Cookies. I want. I want. I want gluten free cookies. Any other announcements for us? Um, I just dropped a link into all the chats with a link to our t-shirt store with our single t-shirt, which someday I'll make more. I keep saying it and keep not doing it, but there you go. Getting around to it. That little this little guy down there is uh on the t-shirt. That little gravestone logo. Which little guy? That little guy. Beautiful. All right. And then that takes us to, um, that was me commenting on my own. <laughs> Did not mean for that <laughs> post in there. Uh, Larissa missed it, so not the show it again. Uh, great. So we are. I've lost the roll, roll for recap or word of the day. That's word the last. of the day. Word, word of, of the day. day. <clears throat> that was my lovely soprano. Um, suddenly we can't hear Tanzanite at all. 
Oh, no. <laughs> we heard her so beautifully up until now. Dang it. I was, I was oh, there you are. so beautifully, too. Oh, you had the uh, audio joys of the gloriousness. <laughs> so today's word of the day is me manifesting things into the world. Um, and I will explain. So today's word of the day is toyetic, uh, which is having the potential to generate consumer interest in uh, in like merchandise such as toys, computer games, etc. And that's me manifesting that we will have toys of our characters one day. Ah, I love Aww. that. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Trixies will have a chopping action. <laughs> <laughs> Pull her tail. You pull the shovel, the other hand chops you. <laughs> It'd be like a, like a Ninja Turtle where like the hand will go like this and you can take the, the weapon in or out, but yeah. it still chops. <laughs> like you just pull the tail and it just... And there's a little Ouch. cord, you pull the tail and it just goes... <laughs> oh, like uh, uh, well, uh, not Sonic, but Sonic's friend. Who is Sonic's friend? Tails? Tails, yeah. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Toyetic, cool word. Um, definitely hard to use, but cool word. Uh, all right, so that takes us off I'm to earn that inspiration today. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> earn like... it today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need this to be a thing that the the Syrian uh, people use. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> proud of their. It is not. Needed. It is oh natural. Yes. You do not need something. Andy, thank you. I love this. <laughs> okay, so we are looking at our, our oh natural oil ointments for scurrying ears, as well as I think it is time for our recap. So, how we do this is we like to roll the dice and see what sort of dangers happen. I have a beautiful new set of very red dice that I just was um, offered by a very fun place, Robin's Nerd Supplies. Uh -oh. So, uh, <laughs> How close are they to you? <laughs> I'm not at all. Actually, I don't know where they're located at. Um, but I was at a conference, ah. and I got to go hang out with a bunch of authors like last week, I think. I think I shared it with, two weeks ago. I think yeah, I shared it with you That was last week. That was last week, yeah. Yeah, uh, time. It's a void. Uh, but it's <laughs> Authors and Dragons, and um, somebody offered this to me. So I don't think this is directly from Robin's Nerd Supplies. But wow. I do get dice from Robin's Nerd Supplies anyway, so it was super fun. And I rolled really high, so y'all are going to have to beat some hefty duty six. Uh, I rolled a seven, but I feel better about it now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Watch, this will be the one week where I actually could like contribute right off the bat and then I roll high. Let's see. 17. <laughs> All right, Jess, it's down to you. You got to rescue me from this whole thing. Wait, what did you roll again? Six. Oh, thank God. 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, you beat Jason and I, so. Oh, well, um, I do love Robin's Nurse Supplies, but I have to say that they're going to have to sponsor me for me to roll their dice again. <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least this set, because that was rough. The set uh, that you've already said may or may not be from there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Shoot. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I lost all my leverage before I should have. <sighs> all right. So. Sorry, Robin. 
and your supply of nerdiness. <laughs> this was quite a fun session two weeks ago when we last got together. Our uh, druid friend was really putting down some roots, trying to get into position and, and really make uh, a home for herself <laughs> as she transitioned into a tree. Um, she seemed okay with it. Whether or not she should be okay with it is something that was not determined, um, but she seemed to be digging in. <laughs> uh, but um, I will say that she did not request any people uh, make themselves residents of herself, even though she did have someone who would be a prime candidate for treetop living. Um, the... <laughs> I have not had enough alcohol for this. <laughs> Wait, this is being shared. <laughs> hey, it's my six. I can roll it how I need it. Uh, we did have a quick reminder that there, the three elven city-states may no longer exist. Uh, there's dangerous dragon eggs everywhere, or actually somewhere. Um that there's a little bit of hints to Canyonville maybe imploding uh, politically or at least their interactions with other spaces out there not going so well. Um, I think we know that powerful people <clears throat> are floating their homes in Overton these days and cults have been continuing to act like cults. Uh in addition to that, during our session today... Oh, and by the way, has anybody heard from Trixie's mom? In addition to that, my friends Asher and Tanzanite spent some time with their new tools and discovered that there are three new voices in the party. Um, Asher connected the pistol of potions or the rifle of potions. I can't remember which which name it actually has right now, but the rifle of potions, which Asher, I assume if you decide to give it a actual name that you have the space for this it, as... I named it Boomer. Boomer. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Boomer. Uh, so Boomer is... Um, oh, that's going to be weird. Gonna make me smile every time in a sad smile, happy way. Uh Attached to the dancing rapier to uh, Boomer. So this uh, rifle not only has a voice, but it also has a little bit of uh, something awesome. Just that it can move itself. It can dance around. So it is almost like an autonomous, semi-sentient rifle. Semi. I am having regrets as I say this out loud. <laughs> Hey, I was. It also has a past. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's been around. Three, yeah. Shit. Exactly. It's done some shit. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, hey, Tanzan guns don't kill people except for this one. <laughs> <laughs> except for this one that flies around and shoots things on its own. Then maybe. Jeez. Tanzanite is uh, also has two friends. Um, one, a set of gloves that seems to be a little wise, a little put together, a little bit patient with the world, and a necklace that has no patience whatsoever. Actually, the idea of chill does not seem to exist in this necklace's uh, space, and it keeps 
gifting her cards every time she touches it. And those cards make things happen. And Tanzanite may or may not have had to fight herself, which was confusing, not just from the player level, but from the DM level of realizing that I had someone who was seeking to be a deity of death and they were going to fight death. So that was a thing and some quick creative fun occurred. Uh, in addition, she also got a bag of gems, you know. Yep. That's cool. So maybe it's worth it to touch this necklace. Um, <laughs> All you need to defeat an evil sentient gun is a good sentient gun. All righty. So there's like security cam footage of the good sentient gun accidentally shooting the store clerk in the foot and then the evil sentient gun gets all the money oh my gosh yeah this is enough not okay uh enough enough gotta keep moving remember how Uh, last week we were talking about this is all just secretly a political podcast (laughs) yeah it's like change it from probability to demise probability of politics it's it's the demise of politics demise of politics (laughs) listen to the podcast oh god so all that's kind of wrapped up because y'all are chilling settling in and and um tanzanite's burying herself so that's where we're at dun to the dun yay all right so i'm gonna do the transition uh y'all sit tight is that it that's all right i'm not forgetting you And we are back with Voices with Benefits. That was mostly there because I just needed a name, but I kind of got stuck in my head. Um, You are settling in for the evening, I suppose. Tanzanite is getting ready to perform a ceremony. Uh, Any specifics that you're up to for your ceremony to bury yourself, Tanzanite? I think I was asked to fabricate a boat. Mm-hmm. Which I can say that I did. Okay. Uh, would you describe the boat either in partnership or one of you can take the lead on what exactly gets des- designed in this boat? Um, as an artiste. <clears throat> Asher is an artiste, <laughs> not me. Um, I will say it's very like one piece carving since it's fabricate without tools or fasteners or anything. Like a one piece, like kind of small viking boat with so almost like you could extrude a viking boat Mm. out of one Uh, super cool and then like on each end it has like uh let's see i'm gonna say tanzanite's head like carved into the prow and the aft like on the things that go up like her face like her most religiously looking face okay Cool. 
um, Tanzanite. <laughs> you are looking at the yourself on yourself. Into the... um, I'm not at all confused by this. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Tanzanite just looks at it confusedly. <laughs> I don't know what symbols your religion has, so I just used your head. Uh, um, th uh, thank you, I, I Asher. I, I can change it. No, no. Uh, uh, I like it. Uh, thank, uh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Have we considered what would happen if we resurrected your other self? I mean, would no, just, I have not thought two, of that. Two of you? Like, if you go into your other place, is the other you there, like, traveling over? Hmm. I'm, all, I'm very confused by all of this. I feel like that's a good question. Maybe I should go see. Maybe. Where's the shot? Hmm, okay. I'm going to try to go into my, my other space to see dead if I'm... space. <clears throat> see if I'm there. The dead zone. Roll for initiative. What? God damn it, Asher. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. Oh, you're the worst, Rue. <laughs> Wait, where, what happened? Come back. Hey, y'all get... Uh, that would be all of you roll for initiative, by the way. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'm not there. Nope. But someone else is now. What? Okay. Um, I'm not in the area. 16. You might I don't still know if you remember. You might want to roll for initiative. Okay. okay. So, plus. Oh, wait. I always forget my bonus, man. Uh, Three. Oh, wow. 16. 23, sorry. Okay. 15. Which is like the highest I've rolled in ever, and I'm still last. Trixie, was that 15? Yes. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You're further away, so. <laughs> no, I just always have a really low initiative order. I'm trying to work. I know. Trixie's, I know. A, Trixie's a thinker. She likes to think before she goes into combat. <laughs> as we've... As we've learned by the way she yeah. rages. Yeah, totally. By the way she picked up a level in Barbarian just so she could rage as she flings herself into combat. Oh, I need to... We haven't long rested yet, yes. No. Oh, shit. I already did my level two. That's not good. Yeah, well, we have to work with what you Go had. Back. Okay. Go back. I won't cast anything that I didn't already have, I guess. <laughs> oh, pardon me. All right. So... I am going to describe this. The reason why you had a roll initiative right up front is because as soon as Tanzanite seeks out the, her other place, as she's called it, um, you see shadows explode from the area where she was just standing. But these aren't her shadows. These are an inky darkness reaching out and grabbing tentacled and wild. And Asher is probably the closest person to this place I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw <laughs> to start us off. This is going to go great, guys. Dirty 20. Oh! 
You nimbly slip between these shadowy tentacles flying in all directions, coming at you, coming at the boat that you fabricated, coming at a couple of woodland creatures that had gathered too closely. A very few of these woodland creatures actually uh, make their escape. A a small bird-like creature and a tree-climbing creature are both nabbed up by tentacles and you almost it's almost like that disney princess thing uh, where the inversion happens like in shrek where it grabs a bird and you just hear a squeak and it's over you also see tentacles grab around that fabricated boat and the corpse of tanzanite that is sitting there and it's being dragged inside of the space the just inky blackness of where tanzanite was previously standing The air smells of sulfur. It's that rotten egg scent and a high amount of heat is emanating from this space. Stupid brimstone. Um, I'm so confused. The clouds in the sky immediately shift from being, you know, white fluffy pin drops throughout the beautiful sky to this dark red uh, shade that is reflecting nothing. It's like there's no red that should be reflected up into the clouds in this way, but it's just the sudden shift is creating an ominous feeling and, and tenseness to the ominous whatever words <laughs> budge. Sorry, you I'm... you say ninety percent of the words, all right. You get you get more mulligans than the rest of us. <laughs> and it's a, a component of that scent that hits your nostrils. It's also this wave of humidity, um, kind of like walking into the New York subway. My mouth is open. <laughs> oh, everything. I feel like I just I'm like the sense everything that just fits right there. Um, like all of us going into Columbus Circle that one day. Oh yeah, oh. nasty. So as you are getting hit with all this, uh, Asher, you have just narrowly missed being entangled in these vines. And you have a moment right now. It's your turn. What are you doing? I'm going to unsling my rifle and fling it up into the air. You just hear this voice going, (laughs) this time. (laughs) Then um, I'm assuming that's an action. Uh, no, in this case, with the dancing rapier capacity attached to that, that is not even an action. Okay. You um, get that as a free action, the initial launch of this creation. Oh, dear. I'm going to cast... Oh, wait. How long has it been since the fight? The Tanzanite v. Tanzanite fight? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, she was preparing a ceremony. You extruded this this vessel. So I would say at least an hour-ish. Okay, then I will cast a second uses of fly on my suit. And I'm going to fly up away from the things. All right. Very uh, smart. How much movement do you have on the suit? I think you had your... I think it's your... If it doesn't say, it's your actual movement. 
yeah. Unless the spell itself has something different, the spell of fly. That doesn't say. Yeah, I think it's just your regular. Oh, wait, no. Uh, target gains flying speed of 60 feet for the duration. Okay, great. So you just shoot up 60 feet in the air? Um, let's say I'll shoot up 35 feet in the air. Okay. <laughs> uh, you just shoot up 35 feet in the air. Uh, the tentacles are just continuing to reach for you, but they... It's not, it's not if they, like, right run now. out, the, I'll stop above that. Like, if they are still chasing me at 35 feet, then I will keep going up. Okay, you shoot up to 60 feet in the air. Okay. Okay. Um, now you know why they asked. The tentacles just seem to keep unspooling. Uh, okay, so that takes us to um, Tanzanite. You think, oh yeah, that makes sense. I should check what's going on over there. And as soon as you shift, something's wrong. And I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no! Okay. I was not expecting this to happen um, today. I think <gasps> you need to roll really high. Natural toy tay? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um, you are not trapped when you arrive, but you are... You, you, you know you can use your capacities to, to get out of here. But where you arrive is not where you expected to. You're not in your shadowy realm. You are in that realm, but you're not within your zone. Mm. You're in somebody else's area. And they have invited things in here. You are behind shadowy bars that hurt just to look at. Held in a bit of a cage, but... You are not trapped. You are confident and capable even here. And you can make the choice to try to return back, which would use your your turn, or you can try to figure out what's going on out in this space, why you're here, the wrong place. Um... I definitely want to kind of yeah, I want to stay in this space for now and try to figure out why I'm here, what this is. Uh, uh, so all I see are just like shadowy bars? Like cage? You're in a cage and you can see in a cage. Things outside, but you're you're not trapped. You don't have yeah. the feeling of being totally trapped. That's your nat twenty kept you from actually being magically encased and entombed here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see a lot of strange creatures beyond the bars that are just something you've never seen before. Uh, do you want to kind of? In, you said you're staying. So are you trying to like look more intensely to see what's going on? here or um can I look around for a physical exit and if there's not like a physical like oh this would be the door hatch I want to try to just like push through the shadowy bars yeah so uh, you, you, you kind of 
easily push through and and you can feel that there's some substance to this. Um, And as you kind of push through, you can see that there is uh, just a difference to this space. Whereas your space is kind of like this, this um, maybe a bit calmer, uh, a space of transition here the space is in chaos. The, the shadows here, the features of this shadow space are, are are different in just how everything's running. It's more eldritch in nature. And as you kind of like pass through, you can see this vast abyssal eye starting to rotate towards you. Hmm. Are you... The eye of self. Yeah, that's kind of what I have imagined. <laughs> uh, are you going to look at, watch the eye turning towards you, or what? What are you up to? Yeah, I'm definitely just going to stay on my ground. Sort of think of. I don't mean this in like a selfish, condescending way, but like think of myself and the people who follow me, and just try to like keep in touch with like who I am and what I think and believe as I'm watching whatever the heck this Aya is doing. Okay, so I would like you to go ahead and roll a another wisdom saving throw. I think you've got pretty high this is this isn't as high as the original one was, but it's just because this eye is turning to you and whether or not you're actually going to be able to see what it looks like mm-hmm. or whether it's going to consume you. Mm-hmm. Uh twenty-three Amazing. Okay. So as that eye rotates towards you, uh, you can tell that there is some component of body to it. It really defies more uh, corporeal logic. You're seeing it's either covered in writhing tentacles or something that's glistening. And there's these iridescent scales that are shimmering, which shouldn't be happening in this shadowy realm. But they do seem to be shimmering and the air itself is distorting around this presence as if reality is uh, in the shadow space warping not because it is doing anything to support this but almost in reaction to this eldritch thing and its gaze the, you can see the green uh lens of the eye, the, the, the dark, dark pupil, and then where there would normally be a, a white of the eye, it's yellow and bloodshot and a maddening blend of malevolence and kind of cosmic indifference. And if you weren't who you are and believe in the things that you believe in, you could see how even some of the strongest minds of Atland would be driven to insanity in meeting this gaze. And as that eye finally finishes its turn, you feel the air crackling with this chaotic energy. And you can feel your muscles start to stiffen as you can feel this onset of paralysis, but you're able to, just through will alone, push that aside and you know that if you stand here for very much longer this thing is going to descend upon you 
it's hungry. And just even watching its gaze finally fixate on you, there have been sounds. Uh, it's in the corporeal realm, these would be sickening wet sounds as tentacles slap, squeeze, and constrict various things. But here in the shadows, it's the squealing of shadows. It's the cracking of, of shadow bone and shadows rupturing under the force. And you even can hear, especially due to your attunement with this, the agonized screams of shadow itself as this creature fixes its gaze on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope, don't like that. Um, is that like my turn? Am I, do I still have um, something I can, if I want to do something, can I do it? You have an action. Okay. Um, are there any of those, like, screaming tentacles near me yet? Roll a perception check. Perception. <laughs> Ooh, plus Sorry. ten. So, four. You see one of the tentacles is wrapped around a shadowy figure that looks humanoid. And it is... 10 feet from you. Um. If that. Uh, I have two thought processes. Okay, which one do I want to try first? Um. Well, I definitely will use my uh, movement to go over to that, like, tentacle creature slash creature. Um. To the eye itself or to the place where this tentacle is wrapped around it? Yeah, that one. Okay. Um, um, as you approach, you actually recognize this shadow. Oh. She's kind of been a pain and she was assigned to a different task. But she's here. Hmm. It's that lady, isn't it? The wife yeah. lady. Some of the screams you've been hearing are hers. And you can see that this tentacle is draining the shadow from herself. She is being drained. Okay. So then in that case... uh, As an action, I want to... uh, What do I want to do? (laughs) Um... Let's see. I want to... um, Wait, what does this do? Okay, no. I don't want to do that. Okay, I simply want to... (sighs) 
I don't know exactly how to do this. So I'm going to describe sort of what I'm thinking, and then yeah. you can let me know how to do it and or if I can at all. I basically like... <laughs> That's what the role of the DM is. <laughs> like, very movie-esque. Like, I just want to, like, reach my hand out. And I don't know if I can, like, put my power into my touch or something, but I'm hoping to, like use my connection to her and what I believe in and try to grab the tentacle and make it release her. So sort of like compelling it yeah. through your abilities. I would say you can use one of your channel divinities. Okay. So um, that, would be, that would be features, right? Yeah, that's a, a class feature. Yeah. So you could use up one of your channel divinities and and try this. Mm-hmm. That's what. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yep. I want to do okay. that. And I need you to roll a. Um, for this particular th- situation, it's going to be a persuasion check. Oh, okay. <laughs> persuasion. Mm, good. Plus zero. All right. Here we go. Good. Uh, Oh, really well. Oh, good. That's that's not good. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a whole nine. All right. You <laughs> you reach and you you kind of, your divine will pushing through. You can see the last shadows ebbing away into this tentacle, and her um, face just reveals these visions of cosmic horrors as their mind was unraveling whatever mind lived in a shadow person who is there to really hold you to some standard of her own. And as the last shadows are pulled away, her figure is left to be nothing. There, She was a creature of shadow. And the reality around her warps and bends and in her final moment, a wisp of shadow escapes from the tentacles and seeks shelter within your divine presence. And you are assaulted, but able to control a little bit to base just on your willpower alone. But you're assaulted by a maddening blend of terror and delirium as you realize that she was being merged with the mind of this eldritch entity in front of you. And then if shadow could be a lifeless husk, that's all that's left and the tentacle discards it. Mm. And then you see other tentacles with other shadows twisted up within them. And that takes us to Trixie's turn. Trixie. You've taken some space from, honestly, the most annoying sound you've ever heard come out of an inanimate (laughs) object, which isn't saying much because, like, it's rare that you've ever listened to an inanimate object. And honestly, this is, like, one inanimate object that's ever spoken to you. Technically, Um, your shovel has spoken to you. Like. It's feelings. It's emotive. Yeah. It's a motive. It's not. Uh, There's no actual voice. It doesn't yet tell you to touch it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but you are 
It just um, gets jealous. <laughs> it does get very jealous. It really doesn't like you to touch other things. It is like your shovel. Acts like it floats up when he's got Mjolnir. <laughs> well, that's what your rifle's doing right now. It's floating up there. Um, but you have seen the sky suddenly change. You can hear sounds from outside. There is, of course, the, the death of several creatures of the woods. Um, but you also hear the crackling of timbers being torn up. You can hear the ground being rent. It's loud. So something is definitely happening. She's going to look up, up at the sky and go, son of a... And then as she, as the last word cuts out, she just like, back. Um, so I will run dash which and then uh, bonus action step of the wind I don't think you'll need that to get there um, okay. so you decide which of the three you would like to use um I guess it depends once I get back around the ship on what I see, because Asher is essentially 60 feet up in the air, right? Yep. Tanzanite is nowhere to be found, and there's just, like, I'm thinking, like, Princess Mononoke kind of things, demon things going on, but it's the shadows. Yeah, so of, like, it's... Kind of area. I mean, this is probably the oldest forest in Atland so far, that you've seen. I mean, there's not really a lot of force, although the forests are creeping forward. It's like the the inversion of uh, uh, clear cutting and, and logging and everything like that. Like the forest is taking over more and more of Atland. Um, Good for you, forest. Good for you. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <Where> you go, <laughs> it, it, it's it's definitely like it's the forest turn to take over the world sort of situation going on here. Um and the trees here in particular, with the exception of Bonnie, who's like new growth to the forest, um, and she's a bit farther off from all of this, uh, the trees are towering sentinels here. Uh, the, the open glade, of course, is what they're protecting. So this is like this beautiful open space, but you have these uh, uh, elongated shadows from them, but they seem to the where like this should be the shadow of trees. It's now this writhing twisting mass of forms and a tentacle reaching high in the air towards Asher, but other tentacles reaching to other things. Uh, some are questing in the general direction of the airship, but they're nowhere near it yet. There are others that are questing after s small creatures and beings. There's some larger creatures that are racing away. Um, the form within the central shadowy abyss of this, of where presumably this creature spawned from, you don't know, you weren't here to witness. Um, it's masked by this veil of really impenetrable darkness. Um, but you can sense there's like a sinister air radiating from that core. And, and it's, it's obvious where the center of all these tentacles are. Um, okay. As I come around the uh, edge of the boat and I see this, 
uh, I'm going to look directly at like the center of this mass and I'll be like, who are you? What do you want? And if it speaks a language, it understands me. Um, yeah. <sighs> oh, did you forget that? <laughs> no, I, I'm just realizing that if you're talking to it, I need you to roll a wisdom saving God, throw. Son of a biscuit! Dang it! Okay. Should have kept my mouth shut. That's cocked. Dang it, it was a 17, too. I'm gonna switch dice. Sixteen. Uh, okay. Um, you hear a chorus of whispers just echo from every place where there is shadow in the forest. And already creatures are scuttling away in terror. Uh, birds are, have taken flight. Um, Asher, you're probably one of many flying creatures, honestly. Um, those creatures that have been ensnarled by the tentacles are just futilely trying to get, futilely trying to get out. And when you, um, when you ask your question, Trixie, you can feel the air just growing heavy, that whispering chorus focusing on you and a voice emerges. It's ethereal, distorted, um, and it has this otherworldly resonance. The words, even though they are in a tongue you seem to understand, are unintelligible and disconnected. It's just provokes a high sense of an ease and forbidding for or, or foreboding um, and uh, I'm trying to think of what it would actually say so that I can be sensible um, you didn't think I was gonna talk to it did you <laughs> no 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 it's it's I, I knew what happens if you talk to it but that you understand it is a little bit funny. <laughs> Especially because this particular thing. Well, could you could you roll me an intelligence check just to see if you would understand why the words that it says are so wild? Ooh. Ooh. 18? Considering okay. I only have a plus one? So I think the, the line that it says it, it is like the whole, because it's all these whispers at once, so it's like they're overlapping each other, and you, you hear things like, words fray like fragile threads unraveling the illusions of your reality. I am the gaping ma of voids uncharted, hunger between stars. Oh, I've seen galaxies born and devoured. And it's like all this like various madness, and you hear one voice that is almost like the voice of reason in the nuttiness that is this, and you hear, in madness lies truth a kaleidoscope of fractured realities. And that same voice says to you, I hunger. Mm. 
Hunger for what? All you see or hear or experience from that point is the tentacles writhing and undulating. Like they are trying to convey emotions or thoughts, but as they do, like they end the lives of several creatures already within their grasp. And it just remains fairly unscrutable. Um, I need you to roll another wisdom saving throw as you talk to it again. This is almost as bad as a necklace. That's a lot better. 23. (laughs) Um, This time as the whispers come towards you, you are able to to pick out another whisper. And this whisper is much clearer. The rest kind of fade away. Um, But you definitely hear in Abyssal, speak my name and your words will become the keys to the abyss. I turn up to Asher and I'm like, um, <sighs> how am I supposed to hit shadows with light? I, I think that's smart. <laughs> Just says from the shadow realms. Yeah, right. <laughs> What about oh, these as light besides my body weight? <laughs> um, is that your turn? Yeah, I can't. What can I do? <laughs> Blow at it. <laughs> and thus, Trixie, the airship hold your, hold your dodge action, maybe dies. No. Um. So I need Asher to do a dexterity saving throw. Catch me! I am very dexterous. <laughs> I'm a dexy motherfucker. Eighteen. Uh, you again slip out of reach, but you can tell that the tentacles are growing more and more capable with every pass, and that was a really close one. In the twenty-foot circle around the center of this thing. What is around? Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Um, Trixie, I also need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Your DC is lower 15. because the tentacles have not quite reached your area. What was that, Asher? 15. 15. Do I get advantage because I'm 60 feet in the air with Ooh. a bird's eye view? Sure. Why not? You're going <laughs> for that natural 20? Decks against effects you can see while not blinded. Uh, yeah. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, Asher, you can make out that there is definitely that um, central hub of of something. Um, those tentacles, as they move further away from that central space, that darkness that's there. Uh, shrinks a bit until one of the creatures that is grasped by the tentacle dies and then it intensifies and grows. So in that 20 spherical space, 20 foot spherical space, that is slowly becoming only this 
creation. And those tentacles and the shadows are not just going for living animal creatures. It's also going for trees. It's dragging in even things as small as bushes of berries and flowers. The foliage in that central area has become just a little bit of a sea of withered decay. The life force of the forest right there drained by this eldritch invader. And Trixie, what'd you roll for your? 23. You easily, no problems. You can tell that they're coming. (laughs) And it's, it's just a, a whole lot of insanity. Hi, mom. Hi, Jess's mom. Uh, <laughs> hi, mommy. Okay. Um, Tanzanite, in your realm, uh, that huge eye is pulling out other shadows and tentacles are reaching towards you. But again, you're, 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 you seem protected in some way. But you watch as one of the other tentacles reaches up and comes forward. And I would love for you to roll a perception check. Mm-hmm. Perception. So bad. Uh, plus, <laughs> no, plus perception, 10. Okay, 18? I was going to say, you have a high wisdom. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> you watch this shadow dredged up out of the... The, the spaces here and you recognize it it's your sibling it's the one that didn't go further forward she's when when the when they came out of the spider situation you had siblings there and they, they some of them were stick, gonna stick around and, and one moved on but she didn't she hadn't yet and you watch as the shadows are being funneled away from her and she is being discorporated in front of your eyes. Hmm. Uh, that takes us to Asher's turn. Huh. That's right. Hello. Um, do I need to roll for my rifles thing or does it just come right after me? Like an animated eye? Uh, yeah, you, you get to, to... You just gotta tell me what it's doing because it is... Uh, I think it was a bonus action for it to to do its shot, but other than that, it's just. Okay, uh, I can't let's remember. see what happens here first. Uh, I'm going to say. Shit. Okay, burning and burn bright. Flames engulf this shadow thing. Hey, crispy shadows. I'm going to fireball. <laughs> at the center of the. <laughs> At the came in like a fireball. <laughs> fourth level. At the fourth level. Oh, okay. That's in that so... one. Oh no! <laughs> luck. Do you have any luck points left? No, use it all last week, and we haven't slept yet. <laughs> Uh, could you roll a d6? Well, it was nice knowing you. 
following you. For malfunction. <laughs> rocket myself into the sky on accident <laughs> it also a one <laughs> rocket man well, one in this case is good in that it didn't go towards the ship didn't go towards Bonnie didn't go towards Trixie um, downside is is it implodes a little too early um, could you roll the damage? Mm. No, 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 wait. You don't have to roll an attack. This is fireball, right? Yeah. Oh, it just goes. Yeah, I have to roll dexes, which this oh. creature automatically oh. loses because it can't oh, move. Oh, my God. I was going to be like, <laughs> dude, you're going to die. Uh, oh. One is where it implodes right in front of your face. But uh, this is fireball. This is a dex save. It went where it needed to go. Dex 19. Sorry. Yeah, it automatically fails any dex saves of that nature. Okay, Larissa has shamed me out of using it, so I'm, I I, uh, For I don't use it very often. She likes to talk about the scariest spells in the most scary way possible. It's a great I fun. Know, bullshit. <laughs> um, so this twenty foot radius—it's not diameter; it's radius uh, space of decayed vegetable matter and animal creatures, and this creature are all within this which is a lot of combustibles around a very combustible creature. Could you roll the damage, and then I'll need you to double it. So 31 damage, so 62. Oh, All right. Um, and very obviously, as this thing catches fire and the flames seem to lick up and around and it's writhing shifts and changes a little bit, you can tell that it's weak to fire. Yay. Me. So that's the one that gets 61, and that's the one that has not been touched at all. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, and cool. That area is now considered difficult terrain if you happen to wander into it. Um, it's also on fire, it is not going out in that general space. And it is spreading. It is spreading along the tentacles and any decayed area. So there's fire that's in motion in that general area. Awesome. Anything else you're going to do, Asher, or your rifle's going to do? Um, rifle has its own turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't really give it any instructions. I just flung it away from me, knowing that it would probably do its own thing. So I probably will just say it'll shoot at the middle of the blob okay what is the last thing you loaded into the rifle what potion did you last put in it i did not have any potions in it so it'll probably just be a bullet um it always has a potion in it which means i need you to roll a d6 because that'll if you don't remember then it'll just be whatever it'll be up to probability it'll be up to boomer (laughs) i guess it would be Oh, wait, there's four options? Acid, cold, fire, radiant. So I need a D4? Um, I stopped adding things to the list, but it's any type of elemental poison. It's the damage types. Well, I rolled I... a one, and the first one in here is acid, so I guess acid. Okay, great. So you fire off an acid shot at this creature. Roll the attack. Which I think with boomers, like a plus 13. 
It's really hard to miss with Boomer. 23. 23. Well, 23 hits on this very non-dexy <laughs> thing. Uh, roll the damage, which I think is 2d10 plus 7 plus 1d10 of acid. Not prepared to fight and did not have my dice up for this new weapon. Give me a second. Neither was I prepared for a fight, but I've been waiting for Jess to go back to the shadow spaces for a while, so I was really excited that I had this lovely opportunity. Could have been a different time of her experiences when she did this, so, you know. I rolled three ones on 3d10s. Ouch. So, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> Wow. Well, you got all your ones out of the way for the rest of the day, right? Here's hoping. (laughs) All right. That takes us to that. So that's 71. All right. Maybe it wasn't sure what to do. So it was a little hesitant, kind of a weak shot. Yeah. It's got performance anxiety. (laughs) Tanzanite, it is your turn. Unless, Asher, you had any last things. No, I think that should be it. Okay. Tanzanite, it is your turn. What are you up to? Your Can't hear you. There you go. I was looking for a cookie, so I had to mute myself because of my chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gotten a new chair yet? No. You moved your squeaky chair that's, there. That, that's going to be my housewarming gift to you. Is a, a can of WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Thank <laughs> you. Um... So I am going to, uh, at fifth level, I'm simply going to cast. Where is? Hang on. Our audio is coming through again. Cool. What's like? Okay. Okay, it's gone now. Okay, Okay. good. I was like, I don't hear it. Okay. Anyways, so I am going to. Wait. Where'd it go? Oh, here. At fifth level, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on the tentacle around my sister. Okay. Roll. That is a damage attack, isn't it? It That's like an attack attack? Yes. (laughs) Wow. It's not a saving throw is what I'm trying to say. 28. That hits. Roll Um, the damage. Okay. Uh, a lot of ones. Uh, nineteen. Wow. Why are you all rolling ones? I don't know. Okay. Uh, that tentacle, and it's a guiding bolt. Guiding bolt. Yep. Um. Just stone faced. Just send it right to that guiding. Right. Bolt. Right at that tentacle, like. Separating the tentacle from your sister is your goal here. Yeah. Um, and what level did you send this at? Fifth. Okay. Let me go all the way back to here because there's so many buttons I have to look at now for this stuff. Um, so your guiding bolt is... I, I know that it's radiant damage which is kind of because it's a holy thing. But, like, what does it look like to you? Um, (laughs) 
for some reason, I think of just, like, absolute anime style of, like, if you're looking at it coming at you, it looks like like a gemstone. Like, a tanzanite-colored gemstone. But otherwise, it just looks like a really cool crystally beam. Okay. So, as that crystally beam hits in the gemstone, like... Your sister sitting there probably saw a little bit of the gemstoniness of, of it, and and it's almost like the, her shadowy self is recognizing another member of the, this family named after gemstones, and you see the tentacle crystallize with that radiant hit, and you can see the facets of gemstones around it as it kind of like cracks, and your sister is free. And her shadow substance that's left just immediately darts towards you for cover and hiding. (laughs) Uh, That tentacle is dissolving, but what this means is is that crystalline piece is following up to the core, to the eyeball, and it's making uh, that eyeball much more visible and easy to hit. It's almost like it's drawing in as a target because on your next attack roll made against that target, you do have advantage due to that mystical dim light glittering on it. Um, Nice. Bonus actions, other things? Um, My, uh, how far away am I from the actual eyeball? Uh, the eyeball is really close to you at this point. Okay, like it's great. been just moving closer and closer. Um, it can't seem to get a tentacle to you for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that initial roll. Um, so then in that case, I want to move like maybe just 10 feet. As that shadow is coming to me, I'm going to walk about 10 feet and just like envelop it. And stare down the eyeball. And that's that's my turn. Roll an intimidation check. Oh, I will. And it's gonna be amazing. Amazing. Um, that's gonna be a three. <laughs> the malevolence and the the insanity of it, and as that shadow like kind of comes within your space and then is within you it's just looking angrier it's not looking put off at all but a singular emotion for this type of entity is pretty wild Um, so you have garnered a lot of undivided attention and you can see other tentacles lift up even further to almost as if it's trying to uh, uh, initiate even deeper battle with you like it's trying to show off its prizes mm-hmm. daring you to try to collect your shadow family um okay go ahead and that's the end of your turn mm-hmm. uh tanzanite done trixie your turn uh I am Conflagro <laughs> de darkness. Uh I mean I'm assuming I'm still out of range of everything that's on fire as well. Yeah, as, th- 
the, the fires are definitely proceeding much more slowly than the tentacles. And there's a weird discordant note around like, yeah, the center of mass of this thing is burning, but the tentacles are still going about their business. It's almost like they each have their own sentience. Um, I am going to use my speedy expediness to run into the ship and attempt to take off. Awesome. Uh, as you gear up the ship, any particular thoughts in your head about uh, what the ship should be doing? We still don't have any sort of weapons mounted on it, right? Just It just has the... It has a basic package of what you might need for a ship that flies through the air. Anybody else feel like that didn't answer the question? Uh, based on <laughs> this and my desire to give as much as I can, possibly, <laughs> what would you roll to understand more deeply components in your vehicle and what they might be useful for in this situation. Uh, this be like an engineering thing to your brain? Would this be a um, intuiting what you might need and have? Would this be hitting a bunch of buttons and hoping one of them works? <laughs> Could it technically be like almost like an insight check? Sure. Like I understand you're not like it's it's not like or like an like an insight. But that, with that, my, that goes along the lines of like flying all of these little controls here. One of them's got to do something useful. Yeah. Maybe there's a symbol on it that makes sense. So go ahead and roll that insight check. <clears throat> like the first word that came to mind is instinct, but that doesn't, it, that kind of splits up into all of this different stuff. So, ooh, uh, 26. As you settle in and you're getting the the airship to lift off and you just look at the control outlay, like things that you didn't have to recognize in a particular situation before, but now you have to have something here that does something. You see the Scurrian symbol for Dawn. Dawn? Like D-A-W-N? Yeah. just stands out to you for some reason. It's a button? Mm-hmm. Or a switch or a lever, whatever you want it to be, a dial. But there's the I want the it symbol. to be a lever. <laughs> Push the oh, lever! Trixie! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's why I want it to be a lever. Um, okay. Uh, I pull a lever. Um, but you... I would like to wait until I am up off the ground. Uh, and situated so that the, the front of the ship is well, I would like to sidle up essentially a, a next to Asher Okay, possible and be pointed at the massive shadows as close as you safely can It's like, if yeah. you've ever tried to land a drone on a moving vehicle of any sort boat, car I don't know what Just other work. things I do it people... all the time <laughs> okay, well I've landed a drone on moving things and it's 
scary dangerous because if you get smacked by those little propellers, they really, really cut you up real bad. And also, you'll probably crash the drone half the time when you're practicing this. <clears throat> Speaking from some relative experience. And you just see the... Um, you see the the yourself aligned and as soon as you are aligned with Asher and Asher's kind of just off to the side of you you're kind of sheltering him a little bit pull that lever <laughs> pull the lever and you feel the magical energies that fuel the ship and as it sits in different locations it's constantly trying to recharge itself from whatever ambient magics are around and the lights come on there's a set of searchlights that are intended for scouring uh, locations for potion ingredients, other things. They put them in there to uh, give you and your team the opportunity to find things that you need when you're on a search for different pieces. But these lights are acting as dancing lights and they're moved and located and pointing at the monstrosity beneath you and it's creating a pattern of light where the tentacles can't get through and even the tentacle that's going after Asher suddenly retreats and retracts okay I'm gonna try to figure out if there's a way that I can maneuver the searchlights like did any new buttons pop up or any other levers or anything light up that would indicate that I can like move the or are they just static uh, let's just go ahead and roll another one of those. Uh, now it's going to be intelligence. Roll an intelligence check. Ooh, dirty 20. Awesome. You realize that the, the lever, since it's a lever now, is itself flipped up once you pulled it, and it's a little bit of a joystick. <laughs> I don't know. No, I like it. Working um, with it. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to... I'm gonna uh fiddle with it a little bit enough to try to like get it to get them to essentially hone in on the center of uh the mass like where the the shadows are originating from as you hone in you can see that other the tentacles are now coming back and reconverging because the scatter was kind of like causing them to have to figure out situation but now that there's a focal uh point of the, you can see that that focal point is definitely doing something can you roll 2d10 please it's the only creature that would be weak against this one and two okay. you rolled a one and a two oh no i was trying to find d d10s okay uh i rolled 12 I rolled a awesome. nine and a three. Sorry. I didn't know if you need those separately. Yeah, no, no, no. That's um, now 83. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, you, 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 I, you, that's that's pretty much all of your stuff. I can't really give you more. That's a lot. No, that's totally fine. So. Uh, as a final free action, I just want to say, uh, I just want to like yell into the speakers to go outside. Uh, Asher, if you need a place to land just let me know and i'll stay put <laughs> he's the drone asher's the drone um i said if brilliant so now it's the shadow's turn and you it, this combination of fire and light has it 
panicking. You can still see those tentacles are just off on their own, doing their own thing, trying to unwrap the various parts. But the center of mass is collapsing in on itself. And it is going to try to escape this realm. And it failed. So you can see it's trying to retreat, but its tentacles are like working against it and it's kind of held in place here. Um, Tanzanite, can you roll a wisdom saving throw? Mm-hmm. 17. Um, you feel a tug back to the material plane, but you've anchored yourself here and you have shadows to save. Uh, that takes us to the eyeball. Eyeball is going to try to, um, so you see another shadow, the, 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 the shadow is being pulled into the tentacle that it's attached to, and it is consuming that shadow. Um, since this is your shadow, could you roll a um, constitution saving throw for it for me, please? Just roll the d20 and I'll add its constitution to it. Okay, so not my constitution. No. It's, okay. It's, oh, I just feel God. like you should roll the dice for it to see. <sighs> not one. Another one. Uh, roll a perception check to see if you recognize this one. Oh God! I hope not. If we didn't have to pay for the copyright, I would say we we should have a the sound effect for ones be butterdom boom boom boom. <laughs> Unnatural twenty. Uh, maybe you didn't want to see this, but you did see it, <laughs> and you only have one sibling left in the in the shadow realm. <laughs> the one that is with you right now. All right, that takes us to Asher's turn. Asher's turn. Gonna probably destroy this poor little creature that's just trying to get back home now. Got put here by Tanzanite. Didn't even want to be here. Just hungry. Um, Jason, by the way, you are muted, so if you're talking, I can't tell. Okay. I will say, you look cold, my friend. Let me light a little fire. Oh, wait, you're on fire. And then I'm going to cast a fifth level fireball. Dang. Um, all right. Fifth level fireball. It can't make the dexterity save because it's trapped in place. Uh, double so double damage will be 70. Okay. Also, I have like flaming dice on D&D Beyond, which is amusing to me when I roll the damage for Fireball. I mean, it's appropriate right now. Um, it's at 153 right now. Uh, cool. Anything else? Is your gun doing anything? Are you got any um, bonus actions? Let's see. What do I have for bonus actions? I think I would know after two years, but I'm going to look anyway. Uh, I mean, you can always go old school and do a bardic inspiration. 
Yeah. What are you at now? Like a D60? 12, yeah. I will... Um, I'm going to command my rifle to shoot at the thing, like, specifically, instead of just letting it do its own thing. Okay. Shoot at the core of it. Roll the attack. Ooh, that's probably a miss. Uh... 16? Just hits it. That is its exact DC. Okay, we're just going to roll. Or AC. Digital dice, because my last attempt didn't go so well. Today, you can trust the digital dice. So 17 for the regular damage, and for the other one, the acid damage of one. So. Okay. And now we're at this thing, this eldritch abomination is looking very tattered and rough. Its tentacles are still going off and doing their own thing, and each of them seems to be solid, but that center mass on fire, acid burning away different components of it, uh, blasts of force kind of dispersing darkness for moments like you can actually see the withered ground beneath it for those moments when when the the rifle fires uh the 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 light burning away at different at that one section just creating this one clear space that you can't quite it's too bright to see exactly what it's lighting up but definitely getting to, to earth um it's looking really really rough uh tanzanite in the shadow realm the doggy is so adorable. Yes, sorry. Buffy and Willow just having fun times. Buffy right. bothering the hell out of Willow in the background. So I am going to cast. Okay, am I 30 feet within the eyeball? Oh yeah, you're you're well within that. Amazing. Then I'm going to cast at the eighth level. Holy aura on myself. Holy aura. Can you describe what that looks like and what that? Um... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just describe this. Okay, so for those who don't know what holy aura is, at its like core, it's a divine light washes out from me, um, and radiates for thirty feet around me, and creatures of my choice uh, also shed dim light, which. I guess doesn't really matter here unless my the shadows you can designate itself. your shadows. I can. Okay. Well, then I will designate all of the shadows that I recognize, and they all dim in five foot radius of light, and have advantage on all saving throws, and other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls. Um. If, if... Or an undead sensing effect, the creature, the aura. Okay, so if something hits one of my creatures with the melee attack, the aura flashes with a bright light, um, and the attacker must make a Constitution saving throw or be blinded until the end of the t- end of the spell. So basically, um, can you describe? your personal objects is the the relic or the sacred item that you channel this through 
Definitely uh, the one of my whatever tiara I'm wearing. Like the, the so crystal. she has this really expensive tiara that's worth a thousand gold pieces. Yeah, at least if not and more. And it's the, it's the three stones for the you know the. Three oh, definitely. And those definitely. three lights. Um. Oh, it's the three diamonds tiara. Yeah. Um. And I know this is like contradictory, but. I want it to be like for people who are on my side, it just looks like more shadows are enveloping me, but for enemies it's like blinding pure light. light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the shadows aligned to you, everything you do is just more shadow. You feed them shadow. They yeah. they they find joy in it. And as they emanate shadow from themselves even further and it bolsters them, you can see each one on the tentacles. They have been fighting, but now they're bolstered by your holy presence. I need you to roll 12 d20s because they've been fighting this whole time, but now they can fight. 12 d20s. Wow. Just see. And the first one has advantage, so 13 d20s. Okay, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, so here we go. Okay, do you want the total number or each one individually? Uh, each one individually that is over a 20, uh, w- which would be for these things. Any Anybody over a 15. Okay. <laughs> um, in that case, it's going to be two, three. Just tell four, me how many of them rolled over a 15. Five, seven. Shoot. Okay, and then can I have you roll uh, seven times fourteen d tens? Fourteen d tens. D ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Okay, so do you want this individually or the total? The total. A <laughs> uh, hundred and eight. As you cast this spell and you you glow and shed all this light in this this space, and you see little pinpoints that are identifying each individual shadow that's trapped within a tentacle, and they shed light. And then the two shadows within you shedding light, you see their attacks suddenly take hold, and that they're not trying to escape; they're trying to defend you. They've been trying to fight for you this whole time. And you can see that they're just going to town on this creature as it takes a ton of damage all at once. Um, And they are now officially fighting for you. And because they have advantage on all saving throws, and this creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against it, (laughs) it's going to be rough. (laughs) <laughs> is that the end of your turn, or is there anything else you wanted to do? <laughs> um, Heavy hitter! Coming in clutch. I think that is it for now. Okay. Um, and the cre- the eyeball, this giant eyeball you can see with all this light, you can you can see that 
its retina is clouded. It has been blinded. All right. Well, that just sucked. <sighs> okay, that takes us to Trixie's turn, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean... You Amul- said to... Yes, and you said to Jason that it was looking rough, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep on... Beaming on, on. like, (laughs) there's nothing I physically can do, move-wise, and the lights seem to be doing something, so. Go ahead and reroll those those d10s. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Technically, this is, like, the least amount of work Trixie has had to do in a fight in a long time. (laughs) Like, I'm just... She's got the joystick and she's, like, just drawing patterns on the dark shadow. (laughs) Like a... (laughs) Like one of those, uh... Like an... Not like a reverse (laughs) Etch-a-Sketch. Uh, 14, an 8 and a 6. Great. I feel like our airship is like the TARDIS. It's entirely, like, the control panel is entirely designed by the personality of the main driver. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a bunch of random knobs and levers that only make sense to Trixie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if she ever trains either of you, there's going to be new knobs and strange diagrams that appear. It's not supposed to make that noise. <laughs> you leave the parking brake on. <laughs> All right. Uh, great. Um, anything else on your turn? I just got your... <laughs> All right, it is the shadow's turn. It is going to try once again to make its escape save. It made it! You see that central blob just collapse in on itself. Um, Tanzanite, can you make that wisdom saving throw again? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, let me get rid of all these. Get rid of, get rid of. There's got to be an easier way. Okay. You just hit wisdom saving throw. Click the button and it rolls it for you. Okay. So wisdom saving throw plus 10. So. Wait. That's not right. Oh, it's still set to 12. That's why. I was like, that's not mathing correctly. Um, Okay. So (laughs) plus. 10, so unnatural 20. Okay, yep, you're saved. Uh, You did feel another tug back to the material plane. Something is calling to you. Don't know what. Um, But because you were able to save that role, it does not come to the shadow realm. It gets to go back home home. It has officially banished itself back home. And Asher and Trixie, depending on what happens next, uh, what you see is just those tentacles stay for a moment after the center mass disappears and they're still flailing around. You you can see it like almost grasping this small bunny that was not going to make it. it, it being too small to nimbly get out of the way and it was like the last ones. But as that large tentacle almost grasps it, it fades and dissipates almost like shattered pixels on a um, really cheap computer monitor. And 
there is nothing anymore except for a small circlet of darkness, of shadow. Circlet, like a crown circlet or like a circle? Like a, well, like a mushroom fairy circle, but of just shadows at the center of where this creature was. I keep my lights on it. The lights don't seem to bother this. I keep my lights on it in case anything comes out. (laughs) The eyeball is having a good day. It is going to try to squeeze one more of your peoples. (laughs) But now that they have advantage, it fails. You see it try to squeeze and is unsuccessful in this space. Uh, And... Yeah, it has disadvantage on that, so it's going to try anyways, because it might as well. If Wow, that was a natural one. You see one of its tentacles just evaporate as it releases the shadow. Um, Tanzanite, you just see that that's all that's left. Asher, it is your turn. There's this dark circlet on the kind of just decrepit vegetation of where this creature once was. Do I understand anything about what the circlet is or what it means? Uh, are you coming close enough to like observe it, to look at it? Or are you sure, trying to I will, perceive I will float it? down to... closer to it and look at it. How do you feel most connected to Tanzanite? Like, how would you describe Asher's connection to Tanzanite? Uh... Lerve. Lerve. He lerved me. He lerved You lerve Tanzanite. Okay, so. Don't tell her, it'll go to her head. She is you know, definitely one. Oh, I'm a god. Everyone loves me. Marry me. Um, so I want to say that that's hidden love. Like, you're, you're like trying to keep that obfuscated. But you know it. Um, everyone knows it. So it's like I'm but trying to think. It's like know that everyone knows. Emotive deception, <laughs> which is weird because this is an observational thing. Um, could you roll emotional performance? An insight check, trying to get at the nature of of just like does this connect with you? You will have advantage because of your relationship to Tanzanite being based on that emotional piece. So 17 and an 18. That's a good roll. Uh, 17 and 22. 22. You, as you look at the... <laughs> as as uh, others have been blinded by the light all fried up by Tanzanite's holy bite... <laughs> You are drawn to this shadow, and you know that this is almost like a footprint of Tanzanite's um, impact on the world. What do you do? I'm going to stick my hand in it. Awesome. Uh, You are teleported, reincorporated, right behind... Tanzanite, you witness this giant eyeball 
You are in the Shadow Realms. Have you been here before? Nope. This is your first look at Tanzanite's realm, then. And you, you, uh, Trixie sees you just poof, just like Tanzanite does when she goes to her shadow space. God freaking dang it, everybody disappearing. I told them to stop doing this shit. And a few seconds behind Asher <laughs> poofing, you see a rifle dive right into the same spot and poof. God dang it, I land the ship. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. We gotta get through no, Asher's fine. turn. I know, I know. I'm just saying I uh, like it. That's my action. Asher, what would Did you it... be distracted by or see? Like, there's this giant malevolent eyeball that seems to be clouded and these glowing lights, and you feel suffused with energy just being close to her, even though you're behind her. You're in the shadowy cage. But you can, you still feel this aura of um, Tencentite, would Asher, is Asher close enough to your religious space to see it as light or shadow? Hmm. Oh, it's a good question. Okay, so if it was on like a scale and this was like true believer and this was like anti-believer he would be like just just over the median into believer because he doesn't i feel like he doesn't necessarily believe in the religious side but he believes in me if that makes sense so So, even though it's like not necessarily does he see the radiance as a light which would be more He's spiritual, but not religious. Creatures that are not aligned to you, or would he see it as shadow, which your shadow creatures see it as? Uh, if I have to pick one or the other, then he sees shadows. But okay. it's a very light shadow. <laughs> so like wisps of shadowy energy. Yes. So you see darker shadows with wisps of shadowy energy coming off of them, and they are going to town on this eyeball creature. Cool. Uh, so that was your action. Your rifle followed you through. Do you want to have a bonus action and or rifle? Um, sure. Give you and the rifle are both in the shadow cage. I will say. Hey there, Tanzanite. Are you really going to let this monster do that? And then I'm going to give her bardic inspiration. Ooh, a D12. And then my rifle will Wait, shoot a D12? The... Mm-hmm. Oh and the rifle God. is going to sh- acid shoot the eye and the eyeball. All right, go ahead and roll that attack. Uh, let's see. There's a 28 hit. Awesome, that hits. Rolls the damages. 13 plus 5, so 18. Thank you. All right, now we're at 30. Finally did something. It didn't do much on the other plane. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Oh, no, we're at plus 100, 137 Um, plus that. And then, okay, so 
If the eyeball is, is the eyeball weak to acid damage, I feel like acid in the eye would be painful. It's already blinded, so I can't give it another blinded condition. You can't be double blinded. Um, oh, you, can if you're you also have advantage study. on that attack because of the holiness of Tanzanite. So you want to reroll that d20 to see if you get a natural 20? Might as well try. Nope. Okay. But it was a 30 instead of a 28. <laughs> yeah. Either, either one hits. Tanzanite, it is your turn. Okay. So. You have Bardic Inspiration. You have advantage I, on attacks. Okay. So I am now going to go ahead and finally pull out my spiritual weapon at 7th level. Okay. And I'm going to whack it right in the corner, right in the center of its cornea. That's a, that's your cornea, right? That black yeah. bit? Yeah. Roll the attack. And I get advantage. Yes. You do. Advantage. <sighs> okay. Um. So that is going to be um, plus 10. 25. And you can also, well, you don't have to because you, yeah. All right. Uh, that hits. Okay, and then we're just like eight plus four. Yeah, this was actually supposed to be really hard, and I like set up this whole situation where like I could take away the layer actions that Tanzanite would later have, but they wouldn't happen until this round. Know us by now. It's you only gonna be Tanzanite came in with that it. natural twenty from the top, and it just threw things <laughs> out. Because <laughs> if she, she had rolled even an eighteen, she would have lost control over the shadow realms, and it would have all turned against her. But she rolled a natural twenty at the top, so all the lair actions never happened. It's because I am a god. Uh, how do you want to do this, oh goddess of death and shadow? Mm, my spiritual weapon's gonna pop up where it's like straight with the hammer, and like in a game, it's just gonna like swing down and hit it in the face—not the face, the cornea, right in the middle. Just whack like a golf club almost. Awesome. Um, just okay. little Happy Gilmore. It just runs up and. <laughs> Stupid. I think from now on, Tanzanite's spiritual weapon should be a golf club. <laughs> um, in, in your uh, headcanon, it can be a golf club each time. You just have to retranslate what she says. <laughs> so this tentacle shadow eyeball horror, uh, as, as that hits the cornea and that kind of pulls in... It's almost like it completely pulls in and surrounds the hammer, except as it's pulling in, it's fading away, away. The actual cornea is fading away. And all that's left swinging up back into position, ready to go again, is the, the, the hammer. And you see the eyeball continues spinning in and, and shrinking smaller and smaller and smaller. 
until the shadow realm reality itself rips open and you see just through this veil of space uh, a, a, something even stranger than what you've seen here, Asher, in this shadowy realm. The air here vibrates as an otherworldly, otherworldly energy and the universe that you're in pauses and you feel the shadows trembling, the the shadow creatures that were once held up in tentacles uh, seem to just dance and breathe in synchronization, but it's not them, it's this warping field and that eyeball and kind of the malevolent glow that it had seems to flicker and get pulled within this rent in space the light dimming as that rift starts to patch. You hear uh, a hum permeating and it grows louder and louder as something that had run from this creature returns. And it's a sound of the shadow lens that resonates. And you hear almost a triumphant cosmic dirge playing um and as the the hum swells it gets to an agonizing crescendo as the rift peels apart and spills just a torrent of shadow back from itself as the shadows that had been absorbed by this creature are rejected by the space that from which the creature came and that shadow clashes violently for a moment with the darkness of the Shadowlands themselves. And then there's just a tidal wave, but more like throwing a stone into a pond, going out radially in all directions as the shadows writhe and contort. But it's almost like they're being re-energized. And then you hear this wail of anguished voices that is not the shadow realms it is the creature and you can see a maelstrom of energies spiraling and falling apart as the rift rejects the creature and all that's left is fragmented pieces of its form that slowly fade into shadow themselves and the oppressive feeling and the malevolence recedes, consumed by blinding shadow. Tanzanite shadow. And you may even think in your head that you hear a desperate cry as its form disintegrates completely into swirling motes of energy that are scattered into this shadowy void. And with that, the rift finally fully collapses into itself and you don't hear or feel, but you sense that there's some sort of shock wave as a cataclysmic event ripples through the other dimensions of space and time. And then it's just still. Asher within a shadowy prison Tanzanite and your shadows looking towards you. One smaller shadow looking at you expectantly. 
And with that, holy mackerel. <laughs> we are out of combat. Thank you. <laughs> holy moly. So nothing to get your day flowing than to go immediately into <laughs> battle. Jesus. We were no going. thought of so level up, epic two hour battle. Wait, did we love we haven't rested, so we haven't leveled no, up. No, right? we haven't we haven't. That was the, the plan. We we're gonna long your, uh, rest it. What is the chances that I incinerated that body in the boat <laughs> with all those fireballs? <laughs> well I'm just gonna uh, look from out of the is the cage like can I open it? Uh, you can, as you try to reach up to touch the shadows, um, based on what Tanzanite shared, you can't. It's solid. You can't get through it. I'm going to be like, uh, hey. <laughs> I want to, um, mm, this is making me choose between two things that I really really like mm. one is keeping Asher in a cage in the shadow realm forever <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, okay so I'm gonna first walk up to Asher in the cage and I'm gonna I'm going to just try this. I don't know if it'll work. And if it doesn't, then I'll do a second plan. I basically want to do what I did, but like in reverse. Like I want to reach through the cage to like be that usher to pull him out of it. All right. I want to try that. I mean, you easily reach through the, the cage and you touch Asher. And as you touch Asher, are you trying to pull him through to the other side? Well, I'm I'm waiting. I just have my hand out waiting for him to grab my hand. Okay. And then once he grabs my hand, I'm going to attempt to, with one hand still on the cage and one hand on him, try to pull him through. That's how I got my arm torn off. Asher, could you roll a wisdom saving throw? I'm not wise. <laughs> But at um, without bump. concern, without anything to to concern you whatsoever, Asher, you take her hand. Tanzanite, do you pull her through? Pull Asher through to the other side. I mean, if he grabs my hand, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah, you pull Asher through, and Asher, you come through to the other side. Um, Asher, could you roll your death save? Ah! <laughs> Did you just yank his soul out of his body? <laughs> I was trying to hint. Oh, no! Do you want to pull him through to the other side? <laughs> are you sure you want to pull him through to the other side? You are the queen of death. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, 19. So you saved. Um... Asher's there in front of you, Tanzanite, a shadow, uh, 
Asher, you're there with Tense Knight in this shadow realm. Oh, shit. Looking at each other. If I look behind <laughs> me, is my body like in that cage? Yes. Um, Your body is in that cage. Can I um, go back into the... Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I think at this point it's up to the goddess of death. Damn it. Can you put me back, please? Oh, Oh, dearie, dearie me. Uh, Okay. Um. Uh, Okay. Um. That's how I felt. Andy wrote, oh shit. I'm like, <laughs> I tried. I tried. It right over my head. Right over it. <sighs> With big, wide, scared eyes, I shove him back in the cage. You shove Asher's shadow back into the cage where Asher is standing over Asher. Uh, Asher, roll another death saving throw. That's a fail. Ah! One fail, one success. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> can, um, I, can I just like lay back into my body? Like, <laughs> uh, you try to lay back into your body to see if that'll help. Uh, roll uh, another death saving throw. I go. You got this, and <laughs> cast guidance. <laughs> Add a d4 to this one for the fun of it. This was a mistake. That is three successes. Oh my god! (laughs) And one fail. That means you have successfully reintegrated into your body. You are alive in the shadow cage. It freaked me out at first because there's not on this dice you gave us. There's not a twenty. It's like a symbol. I'm like, oh, what's the what's the symbol mean? It's the dragon. Yeah, the dragon means d twenty. Trixie. Leaving aside this drama for a moment, you've landed the airship. What? What did? Are you approaching the circle? I'm approaching it, but I'm not like just like running up on it and jumping in. More like standing vigil, and also like looking around to see if I can see Bonnie because. I don't know if Bonnie made it through this. I don't know. Okay, as you're taking stock of the situation, roll a perception check. Um, we, we had moved away to be near water for the funeral. So I think we were Bonnie, so that should be good. Yeah, you're, you're a little bit further away, so it's going to be a whole, like, can you make out the tree situation. 19. Uh, you can see the top of the tree that stands out from the rest of the forest and lets you know that well, she's not as tall as some of the trees, just the angle of the of the hillside. You can see that there's that bright, uh, colorful display of foliage that is Bonnie as she seems to transgress the natural season that it is and the types of trees that are here. And she's this bright pink and purple and green and other colors as she blooms various colors. Okay, I'm not going to bother her because I'm pretty sure she doesn't she wouldn't have known what was going on. Um, um, 
So you, there's this little shadowy circle where all of your friends have gone. Uh, I hate this. Because <laughs> um, the real you knows what happens in there, and the well, not even that. I just like, uh, like Trixie. I am not, I am not inclined. Like I want to give them time to like come back and then if they don't come back then I go in but like well time flows differently out here and it has been it'll be a while before they no matter what additional shenanigans happen it'll be a while so how long would uh, Trixie wait um I don't know what time of day is it now it's very it's twilight is definitely beyond twilight now we were already in that twilight hour i think i can't remember exactly we were were, it's dark it was dark um before the Um, abomination came through so it is getting later and later it's actually probably closer to getting earlier now i'm going to set up a little fire next to the circle and i'm i'm just gonna curl up next to it and I'm gonna take Emmy from like around my neck and just to hold it and be like Emmy can you feel tanzanite um go ahead and roll an animal handling check with advantage because you believe in the creature that spawned her because you prayed to her one is a natural to one we missed it for Jason's also. You, you see Emma almost, Emmy almost wants to jump in the circle. But your bond with her is stronger. And so she tugs you towards it, but stops before jumping in herself. You can tell that she's very eager to go within. Is it safe in there? Emmy looks at you, her head cocked, and she shoves you away. But then she lurks closer to the circle and and looks intent on jumping in herself. You want to go? Can you? Are you going to come she back? She does that little swirl thing around your legs that <laughs> small cats and dogs can do. And then she darts forward and looks into it. And then she looks up at you. Her I little can... draconic eyebrow quirked. Are you going to come back? She chirrups, but it's a not not a certain chirrup. Promise you'll try to come back? She comes up to you and tugs on whatever you're wearing at your ankle level boot or whatever it is and, and fur if there's nothing. I mean I'm I'm like essentially either like curled up or like kinda like like Burt Reynolds one yeah. like on the side. <laughs> Uh, so I'm at like ground level if she wants to come back like she's at my face um, she looks torn visibly torn like she's waiting for you to make a decision not that she's capable of making a decision um, I just take her tiny little head like, like 
tuck my fingers under her chin and just go, please come back. Everybody else is gone. I don't, I don't want to be here alone. Um, can you roll another animal handling check? Still with advantage or not? Yeah, with advantage. Uh, 22. Sorry, I couldn't remember which one was higher. Emmy settles in with you, unwilling to leave your side. Although she is staring into that circlet of shadow. Yeah, I know Bonnie's over there. It's not the same. She has technically left us. She has made her choice. She is. She, she's, she's. She's settled now in. A tree. She's made a home. Um. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna long rest and kind of keep guard over the circle and and wait like. 12 hours, I guess. Okay, 12 hours. Now I know how long you're going to wait. Tanzanite and Asher. Asher, you come... (gasps) Can you roll a d20 to see if the Shadow Realm has any effect on you? Another natural 20. This is the dice that hated me all last time. Me now. Another natural twenty. So holy mackerel! So yes. we just need to we need to play dice games the night before and do horribly so that you just always have all the awesome <laughs> dice games now. Remember last um, week I burned three inch per, or two inspirations and three lucky points trying to get above a ten on something. That was fun. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Same dice. Hmm? Okay, so uh, uh, Tanzanite, I need your help because he rolled a d20, which was something that I did not. Um, he rolled a natural 20, which is something that I did not talk with you about beforehand because I had a whole list of things that would happen to those who were in the Shadow Realm and were able to survive being in the Shadow Realm. And the... the, the, the Natural 20 version was that they would have a solemn pact or oath with a denizen of the shadow realm that binds their fates. Um, you being the, the person who runs this space, especially now that you've gotten rid of one of the usupers. Um, usupers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Usupers? There you whatever. Go. <laughs> sorry. English is not my first language. I know, I know, I know, I know. It was adorable. I, I wasn't adorable laughing at you. The thing was, she did was kill the super. The super. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, very adorable. I need your help, Tanzanite. Would you be the one to make this pact, or would it have come from somebody else or something else? Do you want me to share some of the other options that there were so you can get a sense of... Yeah, yeah. Um, so somebody who rolled a natural one would uh, 
never be resurrectable ever again. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 would become stuck. They would become one of your minions, um, and they would never be able to move beyond your space. Um, and then there were other things like someone who willingly did it. Uh, they would become another gateway, so they would become another avenue like you for um, those who need to move beyond. Um, some would get caught in a coven's chant and become their guiding spirit. Um, these are low-level ones. These are the ones who kind of fail. Uh, the others would be the veil between this, your realm and the material realm is thin for this person. So they're always seeing your shadow spaces. Um, there could also be uh, that they collected some spectral energy from the shadow realm and have that in the material realm to use uh, and and create potions that bridge your spaces. Um, they could have a benevolent uh, a phantom that guides them. And these are the better outcomes. Um, there are some truly awful ones as well, but I want to save those for if anything ever happens in your realm that's awful. Yeah. Um, Come on maybe. in, Trixie. The water's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be what you said of like having a pact. I think it would be with me, seeing as I'm the one who pulled him out and pushed him back in. Okay. And it's almost like a learning thing because no one told me, you know, and I didn't catch on. So it's. Like a punishment, but not a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that works in this situation. So there's just this unfinished but solemn pact between you, goddess of death, and Asher Lake, a poet bard of the living plane who happens to love you. And who knows what that pact will bring. And in this realm of shadow, you watch Asher from within this prison as the bars fade away. And you are still within your body and able to move around. But suddenly, whatever this is, is this strange presence or, or, or infusion of of ability is is you're strongly tied to this place in a way that keeps you from experiencing what you just experienced. You are corporeal in the realm of the non-corporeal. Well, um, this is better than being dead. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I should have known better. Well, all's well that ends well. Um, I'm going to like point to all the like spirit because I assume all those other spirits are still there. So I'm just kind of going to gesture to them and just say, I need to finish that and then we can go back. You, okay. you might be able to go back on your own if you try, if you don't want to wait. I don't know how you would do it, though. Can you do a sending spell from here to let Drixie know that we're not 
Oh, um, I don't know. I've never tried. Um, oh, you were out. I just remembered that. Aren't you out of first level? Yeah, I'm going to try. Hmm. Because I don't have any more sendings, right? I said that. You can cast at a higher level. Um, could I first try? It would be hilarious if you had a cast at the ninth level. (laughs) Yes, go ahead and try whatever. Since I'm in this space, it's sort of my space, and Trixie is known to believe in me, can I try to like reverse send her a prayer? Sure. Um, Um, So it's essentially ascending, but through that religious. Well, are you using your sending spell slot, a sending spell slot to do this, or are you just trying to do this without? I guess more of, I don't know if I can use channel divinity for it, but more, I don't want to, I don't want to use a spell as much as like just my power as the goddess of death to one of her followers. Okay. So you're trying to answer a prayer. Yeah. An, An unasked prayer. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then I'll try a sending spell. But okay, could I have you? It's roll? like the tree all over again. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to, in a way, circumvent the structures of divinity, but you don't know better. So it's not like you're purposefully deceiving anything. Um, so what I would love for you to do. Because this is kind of like against the nature of the world. I'm trying to think of like how to give you the I'm most benefit <laughs> I can as I can, or the nature of roll a, still a intelligence check. Okay. Uh, to see if you're able to navigate the weaves of magic. You didn't use your bardic inspiration, right? I think you still have it. Yeah, you I can d- add. You can roll your D12 to add that on to this check. Okay, Um, I will. Okay, here we go. Okay, so plus one, so 26. Was that with your Bardic Inspiration? Yes. Okay. What do you try to say to Trixie. I simply want to say I know you're currently alone but I'm always with you and Asher is safe with me. We'll be back soon. You hear a voice come back to you that says really? Can we do this? Uh Hey, who's this? Trixie? Celestial operator. No, 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 no. I'll pass along, maybe, if this is... Smocky Maki, who are you? Tanzanite. Tanzanite, Tanzanite, Tanzanite. Goddess of Death, ushered uh, to the other side. 
Oh, oh, you're the new. Yeah, Tanzania. You really should find a new name. Um, what's wrong oh, with my name? Nice to meet you. We kind of met before. Uh, you, you, you spent more time with the crone than me. Um, I need to check some things to make sure this is okay. Well, what was your name? I told you mine. I told you Maki Maki. Oh, your name is Maki Maki. Understood. Nice to hear you, Maki Maki. Yeah, I mean, I think that this hit my plate because it's creative. It's ingenious. And <laughs> kind of into it. But uh, I think I need to go talk to Humia. Okay. Humia. You hear another voice come in. Uh, what's going on? Then you hear another voice come in. What is going on? Why did you wake her up so early? And then more and more voices add to the swirl. Uh, hello, all. Um, this is Tanzanite. I was just trying to reach out to one of my friends and followers. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Discordian, and I love this. this you're messing things up. This is, we're going to get along great. And you hear the, the other voice. Uh, I'm not sure I appreciate, I mean, I'm Homia, but uh, I'm not sure I appreciate exactly what this, this could have implications. And then another voice pops in and is like, are you afraid? Me? Am I afraid? No, 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 no. Is Homia afraid? I don't know. Koa, I am not afraid unless it's afraid that this might be problems. Oh, we're just such a tight family. And you hear another voice come in that just is so excited and just so happy. Like, let's pass it through just because this has brought us together again, okay? I don't, oh, I don't mean dear, to. Dear, I'm Vesperia. Uh, I'm all about hello. I'm all about you. You're just absolutely lovely. And you feel, even though you can't see it, like a auntie hug. I don't mean to disturb anyone. I I'm, guess I'm not. Well, you woke up the whole neighborhood. It's just been so much fun. I <laughs> didn't mean to. I guess I'm still learning what I can and cannot do. Oh, you can do what I love this. I love this. And you hear another voice. It's absolutely bonkers and wonderful. Tang, Tang, honey, wake up, wake up, wake up. You just, it's pretty soon that it's a cacophony of voices in your head. Trixie, you're deep in sleep. And this strange dream just starts to permeate your space and it's a whole bunch of people it's like when you're a little kid and you fall asleep at a big party because you're too young to have been stuck there but nobody put you to bed you really should have been put to bed or or something but you crashed out and maybe maybe i'm the only person who had this experience growing up but definitely me as well <laughs> definitely like left there and people forgot that you existed and so you're not sure if you're conscious or awake or what's going on, but the adults are having a conversation and it's a blur of voices, but some things stand out and it makes sense to you and some don't. But you hear Tanzanite's voice sharing the message she shared up front. But you also hear a cacophony of other voices having these conversations. 
Um, since you're near our friendly Nightwalker, you could you roll a perception check with advantage? Shep, totally forgot about Shep. <laughs> Shep was sleeping, I think, during the fight, but he might be up by now. Wait, what am I rolling again? A perception check. Uh, I mean, Shep 13. can fucking see us. So. Oh, the other fights are right there. 13. 13. That was with advantage? Oh. Mm. 19. Okay. Um, yeah, with the, just the presence of Shep anywhere near any of you in a dreamland space, you will have advantage on certain roles. Um, you are able to make out a lot of what's going on, and you realize, uh, Trixie, that you're at a gathering of Tanzanite's contemporaries and you're just present. They don't seem to be aware that you're there. Um, but is there anything in particular you would like to learn about that's been going on with the gods? Because you've been given a temporary short all-access pass because they're not paying attention. Um, I, I guess the, the thing that would be on her brain is like exactly what happened with the the Tanzanite versus Tanzanite fight like if they have any if they were discussing it or like exactly what happened because that's kind of what pushed her over the edge uh, right before this happened was that she she couldn't wrap her head around whether or not her friend was dead, alive, or like what exactly she was, and she was a little scared of her, and um, and yeah. wasn't sure whether she should be mourning, or like she was really unsure how to feel, so she's really confused about what she's supposed to be, what exactly happened, and then all of a sudden, she disappeared in this giant, like, did she turn into this giant blob? Did we just accidentally kill Tanzanite? Like, she's got a lot of thoughts running in her brain because everybody's gone. She has no one to verbalize them to. Yeah, thoughts <laughs> are like action in a space like this. And as you're in this dream space, you're drawn to a figure, um, masculine, but smaller, like a, like a, a, a dwarf size not not as small as as you are or as small as like folk who are um like halflings or or other beings like that but you know more of the robust people of mary beards mary blah, blah, the delve oh you almost and had it i totally almost had it and i was so excited and then i just flipped wow. um but you see like just as you're drawn over there you can see him sitting uh kind of um if you picture like somebody's favorite lounge chair, he's kind of sitting in that chair and then to his side and sit and they're both facing the crowd that's having the conversation, but you're like kind of somehow drawn over there. Uh, you can see the crone as well. And while there's a cauldron behind her burbling and, and, a, and a big, huge wooden utensil of some sort spinning on its own, stirring whatever's in the cauldron, um, the two of them are having a conversation and, uh, the the more dwarvish figure is speaking and saying this is well in infinity all mysteries are possible but it feels like she's moved on to the next stage she's freed herself of herself and soon we will have a true compatriot 
I do have concerns, though. The goddess of death has gained stability, but we seem to have lost our dreamer, and someone will need to take their place. And as they're talking, they're having this conversation, and, and they, they're going back and forth, and it doesn't quite answer your question, but you start to get a sense that while nobody planned out a test of sorts, it was a test that she needed to pass to be able to get through her own identity and being willing to engage herself in that way. And even the incoming ceremony of, um, of burying herself will be some sort of place marker to really delineate out who she's going to be in the pantheon of the beings that are a part of this particular group of the gods. Basically. <laughs> Test number 41. Yes. 12,000 more to go. Um... Yeah, I guess I don't know what else I I would try to overhear, except unless they're talking about like her current status, like if she's okay and if they know anything about Asher or what's going on or where. Thinking about Tanzanite does an amazing thing. You are at the group of people quizzing her about her recent adventures, and and so I'm going to switch back to you, Tanzanite, but Larissa, Trixie. You are listening to this conversation that's unfolding right now. Tanzanite, you are there with this group of people asking you questions. They're, they're trying to figure out what's prompted all this, why you came up with this zany idea of sending an unasked for prayer. And if everybody thought that this was like, there, there's one of them sitting there that's holding a, a little uh, uh, small hammer who's like, rubbing his temple with it and going, I don't know that there's any rule against this, so perhaps we have to make this canon. We can send unrequested responses. And they're, they're having like a legal debate. But some of those who are responding to this are not necessarily taking the same level of, of, of anything. Like one of them is like, perhaps we shouldn't really quantify it and leave it in the murky gray areas. And another person is saying, oh, I love the way that this will just bring joy and peace to all the people should we be successful in our endeavors. We really could make the world a better place for the people out there. And another one's going, we tell no one this has ever occurred and that it's our secret forever. All sorts of different differing things but like one is clearly trying to like run a, a little bit of a, a, a judge jury legal situation the another's like no we tell no one there's just all this stuff going on and Tanzanite you're being quizzed now what precipitated this yes 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 tell us the the adventures that you've been on uh, I s simply wanted to contact a friend who is also a believer and assure her that I'm doing okay and and asher and i point over to asher can um, i see or hear I, any of this not at all okay it's all in tanzanite's head sort of um, because i i know she's worried she's always worries so i just wanted to reassure her that 
I we are fine. Oh, so if we have a champion, is she your champion? Yeah, I don't know. When we have a champion, I think we can have direct communication with them or a high priestess. Is she your high priestess? Um, is there one no. that you talk to regularly? Um, there's one I should talk to more often, but who I would possibly consider a high priestess. But Trixie is more of a friend. She is a good fighter, so maybe she is a champion. As you say fighter, another person pokes their nose in. Are you replacing me? Uh, and uh, no, no. You see a very aquiline nose and, and like the Ninja Turtles shell at their back, but it's not a shell. It's individual weapons that are just so many of them that it looks like a shell on their back. I, I just mean she is a good fighter. I don't I don't think she want to mine. Uh, what was your name again? You can see like the like pure judgment in their face. Roll a persuasion check. Um, okay. Uh, persuasion. Let me know if you need the face. Ooh, that's a nine. Um, you can see there, they just turn away. Like, how are we ever going to work together? They turn away and you just see that bristling back full of weapons, all the blades, and they're actually piercing their figure. Um, uh, and it's more like from this angle, porcupine quill as they storm off a little bit in, into yeah. the distance and then they fade from I view. Did- I don't. I. I don't want to offend anyone. I want to work with anyone. Oh, don't and everyone. worry about him, dearie. And the 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 more auntieish one is just like really like way up in your space. It's like it's beautiful. I am so lovely. To, to this is just great. Just she's put her arm around you at this point. I'm gonna say nothing much to do, but right, inspiring haiku like this one for you, and I'm gonna <laughs> inspire her for fun. <laughs> You're writing poetry to 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 the person in the shadow realm and <laughs> who seems to be caught up in her own head. That's adorable. Uh, yeah. I I can I don't need to speak with Trixie if it is causing too much of a riff. I I don't really have a handbook of the do's and don'ts for this. Uh, you, or a mentor, you, if one of you wants to help me along the way of guiding you, me. You make out Maki Maki a little bit more clearly. And and the whole time, Trixie, you're just listening in on all this. Um, but you make out Maki Maki a little bit more clearly. And um, he's just saying that he's kind of like staring off into space for a second. Uh, somebody sent it through. Uh, oh. Well. I guess now she knows that we're okay. Oh, I guess uh, we should get together like this more often. Oh, we really got to take care of things out there. This is looking grim. Uh, The ley lines aren't settling down properly. Ley lines? Uh, Someone has told me about that recently. (laughs) 
Yeah. Could you explain them a bit more to me? Uh, they, they they settle down eventually. I'm just gonna like lean in my ear, like up near her face, like trying to hear inside her head. <laughs> hear her half of the conversation because you're hearing her say, "Lifelines, explain these to me." I just <laughs> <laughs> um, I lick your hand. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Think persuasion. Uh, thirteen. I gave you bardic inspiration. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I use it. What is it? What is it? Twelve. D twelve. That's right. So, uh, roll. No, not two of them. You stupid device. Roll. Olin, Rolin, Rolin, right? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. What he said. Um, They all pipe up in different turns. Um, There was like a a moment where they were like, ooh, do we share this or not? Um, And then one says, well, um, these are through the tapestry of existence. And another pipes in. The ley lines are veins of the universe. Veins like, and this is the uh, a more dwarven shaped figure. Um, these are these are the like when you're mining, you find this channel of energy, and that's what the ley line is. And they crisscross worlds, but the, your world didn't have any. And another one pipes up and says, "Imagine them as ethereal threads interweaving through the fabric of reality, interconnecting the distant realms, and now they're attaching themselves to yours, bringing it in, so the sacred sites and sources of power will be nexuses of this space. And then another one pops up. Oh, indeed, indeed, my dear little goddess. Uh, These lines of energy are like rivers of magic that flow through creation, shaping destinies and influencing the web and ebb and flow of life. They're conduits through which... Mystical energies travel, fostering growth, change, and just equilibrium. Now, picture ley lines as the roots of an ancient tree that spans the cosmos. Just as a tree draws nourishment from the earth, ley lines channel the primal energies of creation, sustaining that. Yeah, you understand. And then uh, another, yet another one pipes in. It's like, ley lines possess a distinct essence. A reflection of the lands they traverse, some bear the virility of forests, and others the power of the oceans, of mysteries of the deserts. That energy is like the wind, whispering the secrets to those who will listen. And then another one, kind of, she has a book and she just opens it up and ley lines are the key to mastering yourself where they intersect at nodes of great power, uh, those coalesce into pools of potential. And so wise mortals and skilled practitioners will tap those nodes to wield the abilities that reshape reality. And the the additional voices chime chime in, but I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. I was really hoping one of them would just go aliens. I'm going to talk over all of that because I don't know that it's happening. I'm going to say, my dearest goddess, you should decorate in here, but it's nice, I guess. And I'm going to give her more bardic inspiration. Uh, 29. Like, I feel it being used as it, I just keep giving her more. (laughs) Just just like, I have no idea what's happening. 
I, I kind of see this as like this ridiculously romantic thing. So um, you realize, Tanzania, that if you stay here, they're just going to keep talking to you and sharing more and more, but it's going to draw you into this coterie and away from your corporeal um, uh, duties and things that you need to get done out in the real world because they could talk like this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're realizing that, you just hear one says, just as a painter uses colors to craft a masterpiece, the weave of ley lines influences the grand tapestry of existence. They have been, and they're just continuing to talk, and I will continue to talk. Uh, yes, uh, I think I fully understand, maybe not fully understand, but I do have a better understanding of it, so thank you. Um, it has been lovely to meet you all. Uh, I do have other tasks that I need to attend to. So I must bid you adieu for now. And with the thought and the intention, you're no longer caught up in this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're there and you're listening to the last lines of the poem that Asher just shared with you. Well, it's nice, I guess. Uh, what was nice? Oh, nothing. I'm just writing poems. Oh, um, okay. Um, I think I let Trixie know that we were okay. I, I just need to finish this and then I... We'll figure out how to take you back. Trixie, you hear as you're like fading into deeper sleep, seek harmony with your ley line. In understanding its flow, you shall become attuned to the heartbeat of your creation. Let the energy guide your actions and your divine presence. Oh, is she gone? And she just looks around and then she spots you. And she waves her hand, and you fall deeper into sleep. Okay. Uh, Tanzanite, you're there. Uh, You've explained to Asher what you're looking for. So um, in the course of this, your shadows have approached Asher and you. Um, Each shadow has its smoky tendrils um, moving towards you in a gesture that's both inviting and reverent. And as these uh, shadow tendrils dance in the air, there's kind of an intricate pattern that's being woven, um, kind of in response to things that Asher may have said. And it seems to echo the cadence of the poem that he didn't share back with you. Um, And you can see that there's while it's devoid of physical substance, you feel like there's a nice cool breeze there as they all come up and... It's a haunting, graceful, fluidic dance that they seem to be doing as they come up. Um, I basically just want to like embrace them. Um, The act of embracing them to Asher's eyes is Tanzanite consumes the shadows and they just become a part of her. To you, Tanzanite, you're just giving them all a hug and it's like group team building bonding time. (laughs) Um, Once I feel like they're safe and that has been taken care of, I will grab 
Asher's hand and give it a little squeeze um, and say, um, this is not where I normally go, um, but I'm sorry I brought you into it, but let's get you back. Mistress, before you go, yeah. Would you, there are people here that don't wish to move beyond. Oh. Would you consider allowing them to settle here? They came through strange means. Um. I'd like to speak with them, if that's okay. They're back where we are, so we'll return there, and you can ah. come at a later time, if you so choose. I understand. Um, yes, say that they are welcome to stay, and make sure they know that I will come and speak with them soon. Yes, we had to distract that thing from them. It sought to consume them. Well, thank you for that sacrifice. They sacrificed much already, so it felt like the least we could do on your behalf. Well, thank you anyways. And with that, your shadow entourage fades, but even as they fade, you fade. And you are going to need to do a religion check to see if you can drag Asher back with you mm-hmm. through the same means you get over here. Are you going to be able to plane shift Asher? Religion. Okay, so... Oops. Just don't not want it. Let's see. Alright. So, plus seven. So what was it? A 13? 12, 12, 11, 12, 13. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. It's 19. Awesome. You successfully transmute yourself and Asher. Um, and Asher's discorporated completely. <laughs> Wiggling on the screen. Um, can't hear you. You're muted. Um, so the... Ah. There you the are. two of you appear... At a campfire, and Trixie is deep asleep. She's so peaceful when she's sleeping. Oh. For the record, I I didn't know that they were going to come back while I was still sleeping, but I would have. They would have seen that I had like tear marks, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> like basically out of relief. Um, up that they're okay. Asher, I think both of us need rest, and I'm very tired. Too. Um, so, good night for now. I will see you in the morning. You should get some rest too. I think down. we'll be I'm safe. I use Trixie as a pillow. <laughs> I was gonna also go up and cuddle her, so I'm a big spoon her. <laughs> and Asher can use her as a pillow. <laughs> uh, 
Trixie, do you think you would even disturb or if this would just be something that you would just... Um, I guess it depends on like how deep asleep we're talking. I feel like the you were forced of the into day, a pretty deep sleep by that goddess, yeah. but I mean, I can roll for it. Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and roll? If you roll, why don't I roll for, for like perception with disadvantage? Because I'm in a deep sleep. Yeah, that seems fair? that seems like a good. Uh, even with disadvantage, that's an 18. <laughs> I think all of our perceptions are pretty stupid these days. Yeah, um, it's a little broken. Tanzanite and Asher, could you both roll? We're going to use sleight of hand. Just roll sleight of hand to see if you're able to slip in and get above that 18 that she rolled. 19. Oh, 15. Um, use your weight. Use your bug inspiration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will not. <laughs> Uh, plus on this 15 plus goes away without it so five well. so unnatural 20 hey so they both snuggle <laughs> into you and you kind of like think that you're feeling a little bit warmer but you're asleep through it it's like close but not enough to wake you up tomorrow morning when we come back it will be a whole different story so our camp is the cuddliest camp You'll have a long rest and officially get to level to level 20. Hey! But I should long rest myself now. So thank you all that. for joining us and watching the um, shocking side trip that happened here. But it was good <laughs> that I got to use a, a, a legitimately a module that I wasn't sure I was going to get to use. Because um, it had been a while since Tanzanite had slipped into her shadow spaces and, and or used her shadow people. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I, and I didn't want to like shove it at you. But when you went over, I was like, oh, cool. This is useful. So thank you for doing that. I hope you all. And I got to use that, new, that D20 table that I had created. Yes. Um, I created it last time I thought that Tanzanite was going to kill herself in the shadow realm. <laughs> um, go ahead and... I will we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you all and farewell. Like, listen, subscribe. Like, yes. subscribe. Yes. Click the buttons. <laughs> Lots Ring more. The bells. Right. Buy the merch. Tell your grandma about us. <laughs> yeah, she'll love us. We're great. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye. bye.